Danny spent most of this episode tied up, freaking out, looking back and forth like, What the hell's going on? I mean, what the hell is going on? You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Haunting of Bly Manor. This is episode seven, The Two Faces, part two. This episode was directed by Yolanda Ramke and Ben Howling, written by the Clarkson Twins. I gave this episode a 9.6 out of 10. Despite the fact that it was a lot of additional layers to what we already knew, I thought it was a really well-constructed episode and it definitely gave me a lot more information on the characters of Rebecca and of Peter Quint. There's just tragedy all around between those two, between the character of Peter Quint. It does not excuse his behavior because I saw this tweet going, if Hannah had just left him alone, and I'm like, ma'am, <laughs> that that's not, no, that's not where this was going or needed to go. No, it wasn't Hannah's fault that he murdered her. <laughs> but you can understand a great deal of what motivated him, what was driving him, and what he really intended to do or possibly could have done in this fresh start that could have changed the outcome between these two characters but we'll never know and it really was a tale of tragedy for Peter Quint's entire life whereas it was Rebecca's what did they call that a mousetrap so jumping right into the recap Danny is tied up coming to consciousness freaking out when both Flora and Miles are saying don't worry it's okay everything's going to work out they feel bad that she has been knocked unconscious and is tied up they convince Peter and Rebecca to reveal themselves, which they do. Peter is definitely the one that is in control of the conversations with the children. At least he's the one seen taking lead in this scene. They want Danny to be tucked away somewhere nice while they do what they need to do. However, they, Rebecca and Peter, tell them that that's not how it works. But then Bex is drawn away from the present when she tries to explain to Flora why they can't possess her and tuck her away in the same manner. And then Peter assures the kids after he's like, Bex, come back, stay with me, that she is just dream hopping and that she'll be back. But just as she leaves, he too begins to dream hop because he hears the banging of a door. And what is this? Them being brought back to the best days of their life. If you have a good memory, but it also could, or maybe it wouldn't be best days of their lives. More like decisive moments. That makes more sense. Because then her decisive moment was him uh 
putting on the music box taking photos of her putting on the fur coat that's when i think she became irreversibly trapped or stuck in love uh it became her downfall whereas peter is the moment he answered the door and his mother was there coming back into his life bringing back the hailstorm that was whatever he managed to escape from before making something of his life so i would say defining moments or uh i guess standout moments in what led ultimately to their demise very interesting flashback it was his mother at the door knocking who has been let out aka cured or at least that's what she has said she immediately comes looking for a handout saying she can't get a job she has a felony on her record is what i believe she said or that she just can't hold a job he says i don't have any money she's trash she goes into tears saying that i'll have to go to uh your father and he's like father sent you didn't he and she replies he wants to kill you for what you did and peter angrily states what i did what about what he did to me she then ignores his anger and begins to blackmail her own child about juvenile records undisclosed i didn't understand and then when i did Rebecca is pulled back to a conversation with Hannah about the things Peter stole and the officer reveals that Peter was also embezzling quite a bit of money from Henry Wingrave. Hannah is very unremorseful in this more uh, in this moment but she's also very unremorseful <laughs> during the whole ordeal and I will have to say I appreciated Jamie for that because for someone who really should understand what it's like to be so completely um not just manipulated but lied to betrayed for her to just be like well he didn't say anything to you and just allow for the officer even though i'm not sure if the officer actually said that but i think the officer probably did because he's a douche like that and hannah didn't say anything to stand up for her like oh you were his girlfriend and he didn't tell you where he was going you didn't know he was an embezzling apparently he didn't love you that much like wow that's a way to drag someone who was equally a victim and out of all people i expected hannah to know that but i will err on the caution that maybe that memory is a little bit distorted from rebecca's point of view and then we see miles come down because she's just left sitting at the table we don't know for how long after they've left to tell her that she was right that peter would never do anything like that to her and that he and flora were eavesdropping on that entire conversation he says that he told hannah and the police 
what happened to Peter, but no one believes them about the monster. Miles passes on a message for her not to worry from Peter that he is still here and he didn't run away. Now, I wonder why in this point, like Hannah said, it's all her fault at the end. And it could be because they did tell you. (laughs) I will say that much. You were told. It's not like the kids were like, oh, we don't know what happened. Y'all could have just looked in the lake. Y'all just said, no, y'all kids, y'all know what y'all talking about. I understand not believing a monster because, hey, kids can interpret a person into a monster. We know differently, but what? that's that's schematics. Y'all telling me y'all couldn't have looked in the fucking lake? Y'all couldn't have done, y'all couldn't have sent two divers in and said, hey, these kids say they witnessed a murder on the property and this person happens to have taken money and left, but it's possible when he said pack a bag, he did not make it past the property because the woman he was going to pick up, he said he was coming back for her and she didn't know anything about the embezzling. So I don't know why would he just lie about that? At least, at least send one diver in the lake just for shits and giggles because you're rich people nope that didn't happen whatsoever because if they did they would have saw his body at the bottom and then that would have been that everyone been able to move on with their lives maybe but at least those well maybe not rebecca but those kids they probably would not have been staying there all by themselves anymore (laughs) and by themselves i mean they may have gotten a uh, gotten moved to the town like hey someone killed i'm so really surprised though that i guess i shouldn't say that when i think about it because someone committed suicide there and they were like oh the kids are fine they can live be you know near the same place someone was found face down that's not going to do anything for their trauma what the fuck <laughs> like seriously what the fuck meanwhile it's chemistry between owen and hannah over the fact that he makes dough by hand when i always put woman because i need a moment to remember jamie's name (laughs) every time i don't know why my mind just goes blank every time i see her i'm just like ooh, sweet british i like woman i like that's that's what i commute she arrives and sees rebecca lurking in the background rebecca is very dampered of spirit declining tea with the staff she then goes outside and jamie comes out to tell her to forget peter to go use the situation with henry ringrave to get her pupillage and get back on track and that she is sorry to see her in pain as she doesn't deserve it and someone does uh someone does care that you're in pain right like you know hey everyone's talking about how much peter was a shit and how much they hated him but you saw a different person and maybe you knew a different person and i i respect that even if i don't give a shit about the guy that you were with and we all told you to stay away from him (laughs) just as she is finding peace because what did he give her that um that thing in her hair i don't understand what's going on there with the with the clear clip did i miss something but peter re-enters as a ghost explaining himself i like that she was angry where the hell have you been no i don't have to keep my voice down like you could tell she has agency so it's not as if she's allowing herself to be an abuse victim i don't consider her that 
but i do feel like she loved the wrong man and she thought she could fix him because he was able to see all the things in her that were valuable and that she loved him for but he was broken some things you can't fix or maybe you could they could have been able to make that fresh start but unfortunately you know life was not gonna let that happen and it definitely started at peter's death but he tells her there's only one thing that would have ever kept me from you and as romantic as (laughs) that line is supposed to be it's not because we know all of the dark possessiveness that is behind such a line and he shows her that he's dead she then becomes even more distanced from the staff because she is sneaking off to meet him hannah tries to cheer her up in the schoolroom because she's also ignoring her duties as all pair she's checked in but only halfway checked in and we can see that as the kids are getting out of control and hannah comes in to see that she's grieving and tells her that you know the time it takes to get over a relationship is however long the relationship is cut in half and since y'all weren't together very long you should basically get over peter and i will say like hannah i get it but at the same time honestly hannah honestly she then meets up with him in the uh the part of the i didn't even get it that they were kind of becoming the new parents like the new mr and mrs wingrave and they had this beautiful castle manor like they became lord and lady of the house with the two children i was like y'all is out of control but she meets in the wingrave quarters she wants to go to america and follow up on their dream she can just take his ghost with her and they'll be together she can talk to him and she'll just be a baddie brit he's like that's not how it works i can't leave bly and he still won't tell her what happened to him he doesn't the entire time and then she has a breakdown because it's worse for her because he's right there but he's dead she can't touch him smell him taste him and he temporarily possesses her when he tries to get her to calm down and both wonder what the hell happened until peter is pulled away and i'm guessing this is the first time he has been pulled away because this happens at his first possession so yeah this is what happens when when a possession is going on when you're tucked away in a memory he gets tucked away in unhappy memories and she gets tucked away in happy memories and maybe her being by the lake is her defining yeah maybe i'm messing up her defining moments and that was just a memory being tucked away got it got it get it got it good the next day we see her going downstairs and they're going to see if they can break the barrier with him possessing her it does not work and there's also a scene before when she's talking to jamie about talking to mr wingrave about the pupillage and this is a moment showcasing you know um his helplessness or his uh selfishness because at this moment he knows that she could leave rebecca and that that is something that's been brought up that you know that pupillage is still something on the table and that rebecca can take advantage of that i think that's just something that 
haunts him and why he leaves for a whole week because she can leave and i think he wrestled with how to go with her and he wasn't able to come up with any situation he says that he's talked to the others so apparently he has whole ass conversations with ghosts they all uh, have a ghost fraternity going on in this house and he comes up with a plan but it involves her basically trusting him and of course she says she trusts him and she shouldn't but she has lost touch a little bit with reality uh she stopped caring for the children as she did before and peter tells her that they'll be together forever and he says it's you it's me it's us this is something you say when you want to permanently allow someone to possess you so that they don't keep getting popped out that's when you're getting bumped and you possess someone without their permission or without their explicit need for them to be permanently there but they had been practicing we find out in this episode with the children for it to be permanent bex is tucked away in a memory and peter has control over her body and he goes out by the lake gets in the water and drowns her what is love So he definitely made together permanently forever dead i'm thinking this had to cross rebecca's mind because she says you'll take care of me won't you but i don't think that's what i don't i, I think she meant that we were going to share the same body and i would allow you to stay with me permanently and then we kind of live in our own dreamscape i thought maybe she was going to allow i think that's what she was thinking i'll, I'll let you hitchhike a ride in my body forever but i don't think yeah i I don't especially with her reaction at seeing because she sees her one he leaves her which is awful he doesn't even like he says i'll you know he goes possesses her and then at the end when it's time for her to die he absolutely leaves her not only alone being tucked away like she stops being tucked away and she goes back into reality and that is just fucked up at the end she was alone and he's the one that was killing her he couldn't even stay and see what he had wrecked like he could even kill her and say this is what i meant to be together forever but i i intend to be with you forever he couldn't even do that because he was a coward in the end and could not actually watch what he was doing despite him wanting it to happen and then her screaming well acted by the actress on what has happened and then he's nowhere to be found and then flora was watching got me misty as fuck on this scene she then is tucked away in a memory where she keeps at least she keeps going back to this memory because kind of the way we saw hannah going back to her more happy memories she's just being tugged away to the one in which he has the fur coat the jewelry box and he's um taking pictures of her and i didn't quite get this scene i felt as if 
like was he a memory or was he really there and then he was just pretending he was a part of the memory i'm still a little fuzzy on how that works but it did seem as if they were interacting in a way where it wasn't a memory because she starts getting angry she pushes him she says you left me alone um and he says that he wants to he's trying to find a way to make it right and she asks how so how does this work i don't know but it does feel like a more authentic uh, new exchange between them and then he is once again tugged away but he is stuck in his own hell he calls it it turns out he was used as bait to get boys to sleep over so he was made an accomplice an unwilling or unwilling accomplice and his father molested these boys his mother was very much aware and allowed it and he did not have any say about what was going on i'm unclear if he too was molested but he certainly i think he was and then his father moved on to other boys and that's definitely something you know you hear about in the yeah i would say he probably was and that his juvenile record is sealed because he was probably charged as an accomplice because it probably went on until his teen years until his mother was sent away most likely not for being cured but for negligence and that his father is probably somewhere that did not get busted um he said he did it he died basically doing things on behalf of his mother because the last word she said well if you don't have money you just work for a rich man we now know that embezzling all that money had nothing to do for himself that he did it for his mother but that he had planned to steal and have that piece of jewelry uh pawn was his ticket to get him and rebecca to america and to try to start over so that story all has uh its pieces put into place very very uh touching performance in this one as well that got me all misty eyed i was like damn they're killing it in the acting <laughs> in this episode and then both are rejoined in the present and we find out what the plan is bex thinks it's too soon but he says we don't have any other choice she's gonna take them away meaning danny it's time to go to their forever house which is what they've been practicing being permanently possessed i was really mad he was abusive to that ghost i get what he was trying to say this is what you know they are brainwashing them well not brainwashing it's a real thing like miles wants to be in his memories with his parents forever because he's mourning them flora she seems to like it when it's not something that happens too often so i feel as if she is more um not as but flora got honestly most of the attention from both all pairs so i would think that she would be the much more um the one that is growing has some growth in her because she's getting more attention than the the boy that only gets attention when he's acting out so that makes sense but she's in a much more healing place but that's what he gives up and um miles is taken over by peter 
flora seems to be taken over by miss jessel and then he's like this is awesome it's weird they hear hannah he's like i need to take care of that situation once and for all can i trust you to kill danny and i was like dang he's like do we have to she knows and she's gonna tell so we have to he goes to hannah and tells her i want to show you something and walks her hand in hand to the well dragging her before he (laughs) gets there saying you know i've never really appreciated your stubbornness until this moment because you have been in fucking denial coming up with new clothes new earrings you keep cleaning (laughs) i'm gonna need you to come over to this damn well and look in guess what yep you did look at your corpse do it (laughs) then she goes back to a pleasant memory with owen and instead realizes finally and accepts that she is dead and owen vanishes saying that they're all in trouble flora and miles and it's all my fault and there's nothing i can do about it turns out though miss jesso has some sense (laughs) and more empathy she tells flora um no you never should be have to do that much for me ever because you love me like like i would never have you risk your life for my life because you love me and i think her realizing that at the end especially after it happened to her was very poetic and beautiful to see and that she had coached flora to simply fake she tells danny it's too late for miles but to get flora far far away anywhere so that she can live danny thanks her and then they run away but then flora does that thing where all kids gotta throw a tantrum in moments because she kind of doesn't understand that she was deceived in this moment i understand because she says well why did you um have me pretend i thought we were gonna do the forever house and it's kind of like i thought a few episodes ago that she was trying to get the attention that something's wrong that maybe if something was going on with flora the kids would be taken away and she was trying to get the situation unavoided without letting on to peter what she was doing because peter could have possibly escalated the situation more he clearly was a bully to all the other ghosts in the house (laughs) except for the big bad wolf in the lake who at the end of the episode grabs danny in a chokehold and flora screams and that is how we end the episode it looks like because i saw for two seconds we're on a flashback next episode and i will say i am very dubious on how this is gonna go i hope it is not like that eighth episode in stranger things where it hit a great climax and then you were like what the fuck is this side plot that i don't understand nor do i need with that if you want to send feedback for the next episode you can send that to blackrollcouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes leave a review and rate the podcast until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic